0: All right, welcome to the Finding What Drives You podcast.
1: Heck yeah!
0: Where do I start, man? The Bakersfield's number one bachelor, <laughs> uh, country singer on the rise, roper, team roper, cowboy, business owner, I just found out you have multiple businesses, entrepreneur, just about an amazing person as you'll meet, and Bakersfield's heartthrob, oh, <laughs> Joe geez. Peters.
1: What's up, buddy? What's up, brother? Thanks for welcome. having me here, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here, man.
0: Uh, dude, I appreciate you coming. I'm excited yeah. about this. You know, I just got off work. I was wondering what to wear. And someone said, hey, just wear that. You're interviewing <laughs> I, I not know I was
1: going to say, shoot, I would have dressed up. But I just, you know, went with it, you know. Perfect. It's starting to get hot. It's like the first hot day of the year. And it, so yeah, exactly. That's why I wanted to go change, it. you know? know. Put my golf gear on <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> dude, so I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, it, love your family. Thank There's you. just something special about you everyone in life you know finds they have a gift from god yeah and some people find it some people don't i think you're finding it brother
1: i appreciate that man it's 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 not always um it's not always a simple thing to do as you know but at the same time i think you you really have to just hope for the hope for the best and you know, plan for the worst and you know and just keep going at it
0: put your head down and grind you kind of find out what your why is that's kind of what the show is about is finding what drives you but the bigger question is finding your why what's your purpose in life and it seems like you know with your resume you just keep trying things until you find something that you like and love and you're good at and yeah. people seem to get a good feedback from it and then, then you find out what drives you and uh that's what this show is about man
1: yeah and it, it's funny um to kind of jump in on that uh i had a bit you know a few years ago um i was having a kind of this just, uh, just a bit of a, a crisis mentally figuring out you know, what I, what, what I am, what Joe Peters is. And I was, you know, cause I did, cause I didn't like the fact that I bounced around and did so many things all the time. Cause I felt it was confusing, not only to my friends, to my colleagues, uh, but it was confusing to myself. Um, you know, from going from my personal life to going, you know, being in jujitsu and golfing a lot and shooting to rodeo and, and then in the business world, going from this business to that business, not bouncing around or, you know, keeping all those things in close contact but growing all these little different facets of life and i was having kind of a hard time with that and someone kind of had kind of you know gave me the whole you know don't you feel you know you feel bad for jumping around a lot you feel like kind of a hobby hopper and in reality i kind of come to the conclusion that it's more about i'm an adventurer (laughs) i'm a lover (laughs) of life yes and earlier on in life i had some instances where I came pretty close to losing my life and I've got to the point now where there's not going to be a stone left unturned by the time I leave this place. I love it. And, that. you know, be it right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm going to do it all before I sit, before it's all done. You and know?
0: It seems like that's the, the path for anyone that becomes successful. You know, you're a guy that brings a lot of energy and that's why I love it. I, I feel yeah, like I'm the same way. You bring absolutely. a lot of energy and you try to be the best version of yourself, hopefully for the most unselfish reasons. To yeah. be able to help others, hundred percent, and I believe after I hopefully do a hundred episodes, we're gonna look back, and every episode of finding what drives you ends up being about helping others.
1: Well, and that's I, th- you know, I think there's something that can be learned from everybody, no matter what level of life they're in or what they do, but at the same at the same time, uh, you know, I always want to share things that I know, and I always want to help people help people out because a lot of people help me out. Right. And I, but I, they helped me out in, in not very direct ways. And yeah. so, uh, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they didn't have the whole podcast thing, wasn't really rolling. Right. It used to be called an interview. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And yeah. you'd see it on 60 minutes. And that was it. You know? <laughs> right. and, but and then, but there was not really, you know, you had your, you know, Tony Robbins courses and you had to go to seminars and things like that. Now we can get on YouTube and we can find something that motivates us. We can find our group. And because of people like yourself who put out this content. And finds useful content exactly because there's a lot of trash out there in the world. Exactly, that's the number
0: one focus is trying to get away from just talking about politics and think about politics. You can we can both agree exactly a thousand percent and still leave the conversation pissed off. Hundred percent. You know, what's the point? You know, the news is bad news. And anyways, this is about good news. Trying to help that one person out there can maybe learn from your success or your uh, failures or obstacles you came over. And I wanted to get into something more positive. let yeah. is let's talk about your amazing family, dude. Your family yeah, is them, incredible. Yeah. I mean, awesome. your mom, your dad, Brad Peters, yeah. they give back to this community so much. Yeah. They they give back. They mean so much. You know, talk about your mom yeah. and dad.
1: Yeah, So, so my dad, he was a young businessman that just you know had a, a vision for something bigger, and he started his company San Joaquin Bit when he was 22. Wow. I and, did not know that. Yeah. 22. 22. Wow. And he's the, a lot of people thought he has partners and stuff. No, he was a soul sole guy. Started that thing. And, um, that snowballed, he got very lucky and he, would, he'll tell you that he's very blessed and fortunate to have good people on his side over the years. Some of his, uh, top guys, Merritt Hazlett, I think you might've yes. met Merritt uh, yes. Todd Barksdale, some guys that just really helped him take his businesses to the next level. And I think we're, in the entrepreneurial world world when you're, when you're really hustling and you're really trying to make stuff happen. Um, I think a lot of things do get put on the back burner. Some of the more you know philanthropic things that you're trying to do in a community right? Uh, because you're bu- bu- busy building your business and you're busy building things. And so now that he's gotten later in life, he's really felt the need to, to give back and um, put his energy into helping people. It was so funny. This was about two years ago. Uh, he was at an event. And this this gal came up. She was from the Boys and Girls Club. She was like, I think, 10 or so. And uh, she sang the national anthem. And um, no, we didn't know who she was. And, well, my dad gets very emotional these these days. And he, he <laughs> yeah. brought a tear to her eye hearing this girl sing the national anthem. So he got back to the office and called a meeting. He says, guys, that girl's going to sing at Dodger Stadium this yes. month. I don't care who you got to call, what you got to do. Everybody, <laughs> oh, wow. stop your projects. We're getting her to, the, to Dodger Stadium. And so... Fast forward a month later, this little girl's singing at Dodger Stadium. And I think that's kind of what, you know, is so awesome for being him and his life. And at this stage of the game, he can put his energy towards what? whatever thing he finds is an importance, you know, and that Give made that back. girl's life and giving yes. back. Yes. And, um, and there's an endless, you know, accounts where he's done that, you know, and. Um, but I think that's Bakersfield in general. There's a lot of people like that. Now, yeah, I was reading a stati- statistic, statistic the other day. That's I a I hear that's one. hard one a right there. It's like Pacific, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Specific. <laughs> well, took me out of my chair. Jeez. I just say Pacific. Screw <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right. So I was reading this deal the other day, and it said that Bakersfield was one of the largest donators to two different uh, cancer organizations in the entire country out of other states combined. Bakersfield, in and of itself. Wow. And I'd have to pull that exact uh, those numbers up, but they were s- just staggering how much we give in this community Dude, that is, even through have, covid and everything
0: we have some amazing people that do nothing but give
1: yeah that's actually
0: on my bucket list too Is to to when i make it one day you yeah, know right. to donate back to dementia and yeah. cancer that's runs in my family oh, so huh. it means it means a bunch to me and i think if figure out figure out this solution as fast as they can you know this terrible you know keep your loved ones around as long as possible absolutely so you're, you're talking about your dad being so busy and and maybe missing out on things. I don't think he missed out on developing awesome boys. Well,
1: I appreciate you that. You and your
0: brother. Let's talk about yeah. your brother, right? Brother
1: Phil, man. Brother Phil. If you Brother Phil. Brother Phil you know. <laughs> so he's not a preacher either. He's not a pastor. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. I got two, I got two older brothers, Danny and Philip. And Danny yeah, I don't uh, know Danny, just Philip, yep. you know, but Danny. Yeah, so Danny, Danny lives back east. Danny has a he just started a really big restoration company do disaster restoration. What a better place to do restoration than the tornado belt. You exactly. Know I mean? That's perfect. He's awesome on tornado idea. alley just getting it, you know, getting it done out there. And so he's killing, he's got a beautiful family. And then my brother, Phil, if you would have looked at, you know, a lot of people in the community know Phil, if you'd asked me 10 years ago where I thought Phil <laughs> was going to be, it wouldn't be running the county. He's the first district
0: one. current County supervisor. Yep. Yep. Yes.
1: First district. And, um, and he stepped in to that role, becoming immediately the chairman so he was running not only his district but the whole county he was a spokesman for the whole county around his first year and so um, i think he was the second youngest person to ever take that position and um wow. and but phil phil's that guy that is super impressive in and of itself because phil you know even growing up phil was super stubborn about the things that he wanted to well, you do get to live and with things, yeah <laughs> it's exactly right but but when he decided on something there was that was it like probably one of the most you know, and I I just love this. It was probably the most um manifesting uh quote that I've ever heard him say before. He was making uh shirts for his run and uh, it said people were putting Philip Peters for supervisor, Philip Peters for supervisor and well he had jackets made it said Philip Peters supervisor. And I asked him, I said, Why wow. don't you have Philip Peters for supervisor? He wow. said, "That's why I can wear it after I win." <laughs> Dude, I'm <laughs> so, a huge believer in manifestation, you know? man. That and, is so cool, and it's true. And I was like, you know, because there's no stopping a man or a woman that's determined. Yes, you know, gosh, and, I love uh, that. And man. It was super, super cool. And so he's doing good. I'm super proud of him. And it's just, and that just stems throughout the family, you know. And and you know, we all have our our things that you know we struggle with, and things that we're trying to overcome, and and but at the end of the, the day, day, think. We all in our family we have each other's backs, and right. we're a huge support group for one another. That was that's how it should it's be. It's awesome,
0: man. You, it's yeah. You look at your older brother giving back. Yep. Your Philip giving back. 100%. You're giving back some beautiful tunes oh, for everyone yeah, exactly. to dance <laughs> to, drink beers <laughs> to. 100. Yes, we, we do keep so much more than that. Yeah, you know? we
1: keep the party going. You know, and that's why I was telling him. I said, "Let me know when you're going to run for re-election, so I can leave town. I don't want <laughs> exactly. to mess up. I know, you chances, don't want to be too, the black though. sheep like no, Tommy Boy. exactly right. Yes. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, your uncle uh, Jeff
1: Peters, yep, right? Yep, Jeff. He yeah. coached me in Little League. Oh really? And your
0: cousin Mike Peters. Yep. So I, I you know I have a relationship to your family growing up and uh
1: Yeah, they're great guys. Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. And then we just recently uh found out Michael Peters yeah. is your new number one fan on yes. social media. Oh man. <laughs> you told Michael, me the story. I, I wanted you, know, you to tell it. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay.
1: So so funny enough, odd enough, we're we're a second generation Irish American on my dad's side. And um we still have family in, over in Ireland and um uh, a while back you know i think we have like seven or eight michael peters in our family Yeah, that's what um, i was looking
0: him up like this has got to be yeah, a family yeah yeah
1: exactly <laughs> i think there's four or five over there in ireland and there's like six over here it's ridiculous and um so yeah he, he just kind of found us one day and said hey we're your cu- i'm your cousin and i live up in san francisco <laughs> and and uh you know you get kind of some interesting folks every now and again and and so we kind of did some fact checking and talked to my cousins over in ireland and and they uh said yeah no he's he's related to us and and uh this guy is like the most unbelievable <laughs> just crazy wild music loving dude yeah man he he promotes my stuff everywhere <laughs> he goes. Know, that's so awesome. i mean it's it's every every comment every like it's messages you know and super cool and but that's the power of the internet and social media, finding yeah. people like, like, like that. Yeah, you so know, I see on comments on everything.
0: He's first one to like oh, it. Yeah. And he found you through music, right? Yep. That's yep. So I just think it's a
1: cool story. Oh, it's man. a trip. Man. It's a trip. And you know, and it was funny. We were, I played in uh, Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. And um, I'm at the merch booth afterwards. We're signing autographs and taking pictures and stuff. And this lady come up and she said, Hey, I'm your cousin from Canada. Uh, Mike Peters sent me down here. And so it kind of just stopped me for a second. Well, par- apparently he's got a cousin that lives in Canada and <laughs> wow. told him that I was playing in Vegas. And so they flew to Vegas to see me playing. I an to... awesome dude too that oh, gives yeah. back as well. Oh, absolutely. Good people all the way around, man. Dude, That's so let's cool. talk about
0: your music a little bit, you know, mm. your new album is uh, Buckles and Broken Hearts, yep. right?
1: Absolutely. You, How many albums do you have out? So I've got, I've released three singles off this last project so far and i've got a few more that are going to be coming out uh in may yes and um i did early on i had released some stuff back in 2010 just kind of was getting into the music scene a little bit and um then 2017 rolled around and i really started turning on and started playing bars and stuff and right and going and, and writing again and um that's when the whole nashville thing kind of came around and i really was like okay i'm gonna take this serious and um music has always been kind of the forefront of my well i shouldn't say the forefront it's always been in the back of all these other things that i was doing yeah and at night i'd always be playing music or I, but i wasn't really taking it as serious as i should have right and um man once i did it just kind of started taking off dude i it's swear great. so your music's i listened to all your songs yeah, you gave me an
0: album and i listened to it with me and my kids yeah. for a while i had to bump into my truck Heck and yeah every time it comes out dude I always rep I appreciate that, man. But so your music's a lot about getting your heart broken, though. And you don't yeah. seem like you do too bad in the lady yeah. department. But I'm a heartbroken I mean, fool, dude. You are, you really oh. do? I don't know. I don't see that. You <laughs> yeah. got to prove it to me. Well, <laughs> well, this, so, so, so this,
1: okay, so I'll tell you what happens. So I was with a gal for a long time. And, um, you know, like like all the good country songs, we're about to get married the whole night yards. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. You think that's going to happen. And well, um, is, it, is it a
0: reverse country song? Yeah, it's exactly right. Trump. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. it's terrible. And
1: so... But no, at the time, I don't think music was my focus. I don't think that was something that she was too particularly dead set on me doing. Um, and I'm not to blame that on her. But when I got, when we split up, um, it was it was like, well, shoot, I got to find something. Because, you know, I was rodeoing a lot and going and roping a lot at the time. And um, during the course of our uh, split, my roping partner passed away which I'll talk about him here shortly. And, right. Um, so I stopped roping. So I I lost my main thing. Then I lost my main gal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was <laughs> like, well, I got to do something here. Yes. And so, uh, man, I, I hadn't really been riding. And um, I was on a trip to Nashville. And I was at a hotel. And for, I was there. And if you've never been to Nashville, that place is super magical um, from the music. You oh know, yeah side of it's things a, it, it just it just pulls it out of you right and um i just wrote a song for the first time and that in a long time and man when i got back home it was just write another one write another one write another one and all these things that i couldn't figure out how to get off my chest just started coming out and um you know you, i think as a as a, you know you have to have an outlet right. or it's going to eat you up somewhere or the other. And now there's still a lot of stuff that I can't write about. They're too, too painful or personal or whatever. But it's funny at the same time, I've stepped out on the ledge a couple of times and had had written a couple of songs that I thought maybe just maybe they're going to be a little too edgy or what. And those are always the ones that people have come up to me and been like, Oh man, you know, I had that exact same thing or I know exactly what you're going through or you know, so, so you're not alone in the world. You find out. Dude, yeah.
0: I, I think, I know, I know yeah. that, you know, maybe the beginning of social media, uh, it was all about saying things that people wanted to hear. Yeah. I think this year, especially, people being home, finding themselves, going through really rough times, it's all about authenticity. 100%. And if you're yourself to the core, or maybe even talking about those things that are really seem too personal, everyone seems like they have something that's messed them up yeah. in their life like that. And the more authentic you are, yeah. the more you can connect and reach people, and probably the more bigger following you'll
1: get. hundred percent, because I think it shows a sign of vulnerability. People, you know, we live in a world where you turn on social media and you see nothing but perfection 24-7. Right. And that's not what really people are wanting. They're wanting to see some imperfection in people. Um, they want to see that, oh, yeah, this guy got a flat tire too today. You know what I mean? Or, <laughs> or, yeah. or they, this guy's going through some medical issues too. Or This guy's, you know, the they're human people are human and um and i feel like one of one of the things that we do in our in our writing and the people that i write with a lot we make sure that it comes across in in ways that are are easy almost (laughs) almost to where a child can understand them and that was a luke combs quote actually he said "Write, write your music to where a guy where a kid can understand it and it's true because you know, you want to just be—you just don't want to be. You want to be honest about it. You want to be honest about what's going on. You don't exactly. want it to be some super eclectic thing. At least I don't. You know, I don't want my music to be so difficult to even process that people can't grasp what I'm trying to say. And you, you want your kids to listen to it. Like, yeah. Explain it like a third grader. Exactly. Some people understand stuff exactly. easier as yeah. a third grader. I'm heartbroken. Say. Yeah, <laughs> <This one's> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm heartbroken, <mate. laughs> Yeah, people buy emotion. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, do uh, you know? So so you've gotten your broke heart, your heart broken. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I get it. all word. right. But, uh, you know, when I first saw your logo, JP, I thought yeah. it was Joe Peters. And I thought it was such a cool logo. You even gave me your hat and yeah. I wore it around, bro. Yeah, And then Heck I was yeah. like, and I talked to you one night and you were telling me that wasn't your name. Yeah. So explain your logo, JP.
1: Yeah, so so JP is um, for my late roping partner, Justin Pinsinger. And Justin and great I. Great family too. Great oh my family. Gosh. The Pinsinger family is back. Oh my fantastic. Gosh. They're amazing people. Love um, them. All of them. They're great people. And uh, when I was, I just moved back in from uh, Arizona. I was living in Arizona for a while and I started getting it back into the roping world and was really trying to, you know, it's a super clicky group, you know. Um, and so you trying to find that person or that, you know, that buddy that can kind of pal around with and Justin and I kind of hit it off and um, I was rehabbing from an injury that I had on a a horse up uh, north of Bakersfield. And when that all had happened, Justin was, you know, at the same time he had been training really hard and stuff and we kind of hit it off. So he would allow me to come out to his place and just take it easy and just kind of get back in the saddle so to speak right and um we just became super good buddies and then when i got better and we started right riding a lot and roping a lot turns out we were doing pretty good at it and so you know it worked out and we were having a blast and then you know the years go by um he was at a at his house shoeing horses one night and in the summertime he would shoe horses at night rope at night and then sleep during the day because it's so hot here. Oh, and so, <laughs> wow, that's a cowboy right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> right? And so they had left to go to the store. Him and his friends left to go to the store one night, and uh, the driver had been drinking and was heading on Brim Hall and just missed a curve and overcorrected, rolled the truck and threw him out. And um, he landed amongst some farming implements and just broke him from head to toe. And he was actually uh, alive, and uh, they airlifted him to KMC here in town. And um, I was getting ready to head on a big trip that I had planned out, and so he was alive at the time. He was in an induced coma, and but he had come out of it prior to one surgery, and um, good signs. He had making you know faces, nurses, and you know smiling and whatnot. And then uh, he went into surgery and to repair his pelvis, and he died there on the operating table. And um, I got that call via sat phone where I was at. And, um, you know, I think when you're that close to somebody, you hear, like, you just know, like, Right. You, yeah. the phone rings differently,
0: right? You know, you get that feeling you are that close to somebody.
1: Yeah. And it, 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 uh, was like, you know, I just knew something, you know, was gone. And then, so I got the word that he had passed. And when I came back, his family had asked me to give the eulogy, which is a a difficult thing to do oh, in itself right. um i don't wish that on anybody it's never an easy thing to do it's a hard thing to summarize anybody's life at all you know and so um jp the brand that he had was right. his was his brand that uh, he branded his horses with all his cattle with and um, that's cool man and like, that's so, so cool. that was a way And when we put this first project out i wanted i called his his dad and i asked him i said hey can i use that and just put it in the background of stuff you know and so on like the rib of the cd and the hat that i was wearing that was actually photoshopped in there i didn't even have those hats made at the time wow and so my buddy tim styles photoshopped his brand in there and then i just kept asking mike uh, Pensinger, his dad if i could just keep using it and keep using it and then uh he was kind enough him and his mom to to uh put me on as owner of the brand along with with uh him Dude. and so so that was super it was a super cool thing and um it's a good way to keep his memory alive another thing that drives you yeah to be successful yeah it's like you know justin was a heck of a guy and you know his his memory lives on and it's kind of interesting it was his birthday two days ago and i saw people putting all these pictures up on facebook and you know it's strange you think god i've seen this picture you know, a, th- a thousand times I'm getting older looking, and he's you know still <laughs> the same age. You know what I mean? But looking back, you know, it's like his, he was such a, a so full of life and so wanted to just wanted to take over the world. Man, you know, want to take over the world. So it's a good way to remind me to keep to keep it rolling and to keep it going. Adopt his energy and exactly. keep it rolling. Exactly, hundred percent. Carry his name on. Yeah, man, for exactly. Sure. So, so you
0: you have an amazing brand. uh yeah. I love it, and the the backs it makes it that more special when you see that
1: jp brand now absolutely so
0: you have uh kept rolling kept doing your thing and now you have a band you play with
1: full band yeah it started off we were doing we were doing a lot of acoustic shows and then uh tim styles right amazing songwriter uh, explain your band yeah so this this whole (laughs) thing kind of got got going crazy tim was doing uh, a lot of songwriting. He, he was a transplant into Bakersfield and uh, we became buddies over a songwriters group one night. And, and uh, when COVID happened, uh, I wasn't particularly scared of COVID and wanted to go out and play. And that's how he made his living was playing bars and playing everywhere else. And so he said, well, Hey buddy. And I was trying to look, have someone try to kind of show me the ropes and kind of go along and help me out. And right. he said, well, if you, if you book them, we'll go. And so, I think during 2020, we played uh, 150, 160 shows. Wow. And, um, That's how you just played, get it done. Just do it. We played everywhere. I mean, we played backyards, front yards, driving. We like, literally, stand on the corner, let people drive by, play a little bit of a song. Next one, drive up, play a little bit Dude, of a song. Dude, were you song. nervous as heck when you first started? Not necessarily. I was more nervous. I didn't want to let this guy sit down, just let ne- him right down. next to me down. You're you know, a and, and exactly. <laughs> and I know, like, he's, because he's awesome. And, but it was a kind of a comforting thing, because I know if I was sucking or not doing playing <laughs> right he could he, pick the crowd back oh, up yeah but he taught me so much about how to have stage presence they taught me how to pick set lists and how to you know how to read crowds and and so um but like how i'd usually do i try to take things to the extreme right and um i was getting to the point where i was like man i'm not content in playing just acoustic anymore i gotta get a band together yeah and so uh it's so funny how it works my uh guy that i was bro- getting trucks brokered to my company from i was having uh shipping equipment across the country um we became buddies via just basically the phone i know he lived in bakersfield named joe taffra yeah i know i know yeah, joe, joe I read, yeah yeah that's why i wanted you to talk about your man yeah I think exactly. he's amazing too so. oh my gosh so joe's <laughs> awesome and so uh i, I think it was uh, i didn't even know he played music i think i was over at his house one day either. yeah, yeah and he had a drum set Sitting in this living room, and I was like, "Man, I, you play the drums?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Oh yeah, I played in a rock band, like metal deal for for a while." And I was like, "No way, that's crazy." I didn't even didn't even think anything of it. And and then I was playing a show out at the river one night, and a, another buddy of mine, Derek Vaughn, who's um, a part of Johnston Farms here in town. Yes. Um, he said, "Hey man, I got this CD in my truck. This band that I was in for a long time, we wrote these songs. They kind of in your style." And I said, "Wait a minute." you were in a band and you're writing songs and you have a CD. What the heck's going on? And so I listened to it and, and uh, that kind of sparked our friendship up and, and turned out he played bass. And so I was like, well, I got a drummer, I got a bass and I play the guitar. So, and my little cousin, Jake Newman, he's an incredible guitar player. And uh I just called him and basically told him, There's no really no choice. You're playing the guitar for us. And <laughs> yeah. so, <you> know, yeah. <laughs> big big cousin rules right here, yeah. right here. you're you're in the band. And so yes. we started practicing in our um, you know, in the garage in my actually started in my living room and beating on them. And we've had two songs that we were just working on. One was mine and one was this uh, cover song, and we just kept playing them and kept playing them and just trying to because we you know, we were all you know, you had guys who were in the rock world, some guys hadn't played in a long time. Myself, I hadn't really played with the band much at all. Just trying to f- get that feel and playing with yeah. people. is It takes some time. And then wanting to step it up, I I told, uh you know, we're partners in the poorhouse. Right. And um I, I told my partner over there, I said, hey, they do a show, show here with the band? And he said, absolutely, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yes. So I called Who'd the boys. who you ask permission for that? <laughs> our <laughs> our other partner? Yeah, our partner asked my other partner. I didn't want to ruin his evening, you yeah. know? <laughs> so so I, I, we put the show on, I, I told the boys, I said, hey guys, we got a show in two weeks. <laughs> yes. This is a list of songs we need to learn. And um, there was 10 songs, and um, we were just, just scared, nervous, and Turned out great. Bakersfield showed up, and I know we sucked, but, but, everyone, <laughs> but everyone was having oh, a blast, yeah, we'll rep you. hanging out, and then it was it was it was good. So Tim and I did an acoustic thing first, and then we had the full band come on afterwards. Yeah, and um and that's kind of what sparked it, and then that just fueled our fire. And now we're, I think since then you know we've played for Cole Swindell, we have played for Parmalee, Granger Smith, played at Whiskey a Go Go, played yes. at every big venue around. We just got a sold out show in Idaho and mm-hmm. um and so it's
0: traveling in the United States
1: playing. yeah traveling all over the place man I play back in Tennessee Arizona you know Colorado anywhere I can anywhere I'm going I, I
0: heard you in a the Beale family's backyard too yeah that's <laughs> exactly back right backyard. yeah <laughs> and I
1: still will play anywhere the rates change but you <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: know.
1: Yes. yeah no but, it, but it's 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 good though because that's kind of I think and I think maybe something that drives me is just not mediocre mediocrity you right. know like I know I'm self aware enough to know when something is not up to par and I really don't want to settle for anything but perfection. I give myself some, some understanding like okay, yeah, you, you can't just be perfect overnight and it takes some time, but always being striving for that next thing, always being able to strive to say, okay, I want to go open for this big person. Right. How do we do it? It's
0: being the best version of yourself, man. Right.
1: And and I'll be honest, how we, how we, that. how we book our stuff. I mean, I could show you countless emails of me saying, hi, my name's such and such on behalf of Joe Peters. And I'm the one writing the email, <laughs> you know, because I don't want to sound like, you know, I want to sound legit here. And, yeah. but that's doing whatever you have to do and doing whatever it takes to do it. And it's, you know, it's paid off, you know, and we've, we've had a lot of good shows and we've got a lot of good things coming up, but. Dude. Yeah. So. You travel around with your band, man. And yeah, you love all travel. your boys, and yep. I'm sure you
0: guys done some partying, dude. What's oh, your spirit? Yeah.
1: What's your uh, spirit animal, Do I know dude, the Joe I, Peters animal. Uh, comes yeah, out. Which one is I get, it? I get. I get. I was. <laughs> it, it starts off probably. I was gonna say it start it starts off a bit like a tuna. kind of just slide in the room <laughs> yeah, nice and hot. Uh, yeah. Then it turns into a sloth later on in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is awesome, <laughs> <Exactly>. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 uh it's fun because you know you get to go out you do get to meet a lot of crazy people and you get to you get to see a lot of cool stuff and thankfully i my liver's been in training for this for many years <laughs> well i think in <laughs> Vegas, we not, don't have a choice you know if a you can't drink exactly. you gotta leave <laughs> exactly right yeah that's what we were we were we were in idaho recently and it was on st patrick's day we were playing there right and so of course we we're just doing shots and shots and shots and and uh I was like, man, I'm not really feeling a buzz right now. This can't be good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yes, but I thank hate... God, because I can still hang out with oh, everybody. Oh, yeah. similar pass on that. <laughs> right exactly. there.
0: Dude, but we, we, through all the stuff we do, yeah. we have fun. Uh, we've talked, we had, we had some nights nice where we talked and um, and we related, you know, that's how people connect is through trust and connection and action, take action. But you love yourself. I love self-improvements, yeah. personal development, personal branding. And we, I found out we were listening to maybe the same people, Grant Cardone being yep. one of them, all these people. And I wanted to go to the 10X show, and I found out you were going to the 10X yeah. show, and I was like, whoa. So all this self-improvement, how do you work on your self-development and getting better other than just you know, trying to yeah. clean your voice up and make your band better? There's stuff personally you're trying to work on.
1: Yeah, my, my mental side of things is a huge, is a huge side of me. Um, I had a, a very, right before the writing thing came around, I had a very serious bout with depression and anxiety. To where the point where i had to see you know seek professional help over thank you and, for talking um, about that cause... yeah absolutely and because i'm telling you a lot more people go through this than people shake a stick at and it is like carbon monoxide poisoning you can't smell it you can't see it you can't taste it but man it will kill you if you're not careful right and um you know so i when i when i went and took that leap and i was like you know this isn't right this isn't me um how do i get over this like and it goes back to being self-aware You know, like I, I, okay, I want to be better. I can't be by myself. So I have to go find someone that can make me improve. Right. And so that's, that's what I did. And through that little journey, I found the things that were some of my triggers that, that spiked my anxiety, things that maybe I was putting on the back burner in life that were causing me to be depressed and, and not feel you know, up to my Dude, total self. You have to unmask, right? You have to. Sometimes you gotta to to. get
0: even deeper
1: you do. to get out of it. Right. You do. Because if you don't, if you don't, you're you what happened to me is I would just get so pissed off that I about because of how I was feeling. Yeah. Um, that I wouldn't, you know, I would just look at that as face value, like this is why I'm feeling this way. No, it's because of this, 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 and this. And so um, you know, the people that I was, you know, talking to a lot and really helping me through that got me to a spot where i would do these little self-mental checks right you know and i would okay you know or you know how how is joe feeling today you know what's what's my what's my little situation in life and i have an expo marker i write on my bathroom mirror and i write you know i write everything from song lyrics down to quotes and i put everything on my mirror and and um when i step out of the shower i see it and i read them and and it's, Does it say, it's, hello, handsome? Yeah, like, <laughs> hello, beautiful. What's happening? <laughs> That's why <laughs> my wife actually bought me a sign that says, hello, handsome. That's right awesome. There. I, love yeah. oh, I love it. I love it. Is, like, but it's true. You. It's yeah, true. You like you got gotta, Because you have to give yourself some self-credit. You got to give yourself self-love. And I think it's important not to be, you got to be critical of yourself. You can't be hard on yourself. Right. You know, um, and we're, you know, we're in a spot right now, like I said, where we're, everyone's striving for perfection, always constantly trying to do better when that's good because we don't get better unless we're trying to be better. Exactly. You know,
0: exactly you need to find out what works for you too. Like, you know, for me, I, I listen to books, I listen to motivational books and I try to relate at the voice has to be perfect or whatever it may be. But man, I'm telling you the reason I have this podcast is because what I went through trying yeah. to find my why in life, you know, I was doing the same thing, jumping into like 10 different things. And you know, when you're trying to be successful and you're doing the right thing, you're misunderstood a lot. And so you hear all these different people trying to tell you what to do and you get confused. Yeah. And so I created my five pillars. That's yep. what this shows about. My five pillars to help me be the best version of myself of myself. Yep. And the five pillars are mental awareness, mental strength, mental yep. health. Yep. Then there's physical fitness. I love exercising. Yep. That's my outlet. It's a you're, big you're, spot. You know, that helps me. They got to go hand yeah. in hand. Then emotional stability. Yeah. Like how are you acting when things aren't going your way? Right. You know, how can you control your emotions when, you know, hell hits you know yeah then spiritual growth i believe in spiritual growth higher power Mm -hmm. god you know being thankful appreciative every morning when i wake up and make sure i thank him every day when i wake up yeah i've been doing that and it's working and then financial education is one as well this recently hit me the last year so i'm trying to educate the youth to you know handle their finances better we're not taught about it in school and college anywhere so i think that's another topic that's going to be brought up more so but this right here, out of those five pillars, you know, that's what I work on. Yeah. What about yourself? And you know?
1: and, I, and I would say honestly, you you touched on them right there the mental health and the physical health for me go hand in hand. Um, I'm in the gym, minimum three times a week. My guy. My yeah. my my time, my, about five times on average. Um, and I don't do it to look, you know, like the Hulk. We're past that stage. Past no, that yeah. stage. Yeah, I do it because I feel like crap if my if I'm not, you know, doing. A, physical exercise, physical activity, just the two or three days of traveling back from shows and stuff. It's like, you know, going in between shows here and there and not getting to do so much as a push-up. Right. It's like, man, if you, your body doesn't feel right, you start sinking back into those depressions. But, but for me, I'm like, oh okay, well I sense it. I know what I need. Right. I need to go work out. Um, and then you mentioned also, you know, the financial, the financial side of things, um it's you know life is tough life is <laughs> entrepreneurship tough. is hard i'm sure Entrepreneurial, music is
0: hard making it is hard your version of success yeah. It's
1: but it's even harder when you're loaded and riddled with debt and <laughs> right. you've got the government after you for back taxes and things you know like that sucks and so i you know I was very fortunate growing up. I had people around me that were very smart with their money and were able to educate me on how to spend less than I, than I make. And, you know, really keep myself, you know, squared away. Um, and you know, I think, you know, being an, an investor in certain different things or, you know, building businesses or getting involved in different things, yeah it, it, i mean it's I'm, I'm tight with my money and it scares me to let it go you right? know but yeah. you have to do it uh, to a certain degree but i don't think uh, like you had mentioned you know a lot of kids don't understand that uh, these days they right. don't they don't uh understand what that means <laughs> exactly <laughs> how, money, you know, wor- how, money, how works. money works and how money I mean, comes in the goal in.
0: is to be financially free
1: right so you can do what you really love 100%. and really help
0: the most impact the most right. people possible
1: I yep. wouldn't be able to do half the things I had. I mean, you know, thinking about it like this, like, you know, I started my professional career just in the workforce, you know, close to 14 year, 14 years ago or so. Um, and all I did was work. I worked and worked and I worked some more and I was on call and I worked le- late nights and I was on rigs and I busted my ass and it sucked. And, hated it and i would get called in on christmas and called in on my birthday and but (laughs) you have to do those things with a goal in mind to get to where you have the ability to do i couldn't have done the music side of things um i couldn't have been involved in these different businesses then um because it it wasn't my time yet um but you have we, we have the 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 knowledge that that's where we're trying to go. Yes. And you head there. Well, none of us have it all figured out. We no. get may
0: act like we do, but we're always trying to improve. But speaking of finances, man, like what a really important question. Yeah. And be honest. What's the most you've been auctioned off for? Ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. <laughs> <laughs> top, top half or bottom half? <laughs>
0: oh, you oh, you have the microphone.
1: <laughs> so Joe oh, does goodness.
0: auctions, and you have one coming up, don't yeah, you? Yeah.
1: So the, every once in a while, like you'll see these different these different uh, groups, charity groups. It's a good way to raise money. This for, the first one I did was for the homeless center. And we'll do, the, that was a Boots and Bachelors auction. Right. And on. have it at, have it at uh, the Crystal Palace. And it was a great way to raise money for a local homeless. And um, uh, I think I went for like 3800 bucks or something. <laughs> what? That time. So that was, that was perfect. Oh, my God. Hopefully we can top it this time around. I Dude, can't that's so, <laughs> so cool. I'll this, be stuck with like $15. So, you know, this, this time around we're doing a Babes and Bachelors auction. And that's for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, which so many people in this town have been you know just riddled with with you know leukemia and lymphoma and so it's a a lot of my family has had it as well so it was a great opportunity to get involved and um i was asked to be a part of this on a larger scale to where you know i would put on an event and i would be running because it's for the the woman or man or woman of the year and i i wanted to really get involved it's just my scheduling my time there's just no way i could dedicate that kind of time so that being said did, I'm, I'm getting auctioned off this friday hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can raise $3,850 <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: get out yeah, there so all right we'll try cool. to get this edited and put out there so exactly. we can get some more people yeah, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. you might see me in the crowd here. hey yeah, that's right no, I, told, I told my brother i
1: said that you just you just, just stand on it with a stack of cash in case something get hairy you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so funny. talking
0: about being comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's one of my biggest things I've been working on is is trying to be comfortable, being uncomfortable, and that sounds like it is right there. But yeah, that's your whole life right now. Yeah, hundred percent. If, if you're comfortable in your life, you're not growing.
1: Hundred percent. It's like, and it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like you know, I just hired a new manager over at one of our companies, and um, uh, we were talking about we were out bidding jobs right now, and and we're out looking at different stuff, and um, we had got turned down on a job and and you know i th- I could see the kind of the frustration in his eyes and because it came down to to money um and i and i told him i said we're not gonna go in there and, and dump our price just to get this job if we're if, we, if we're getting every job we're getting um where our prices are too low right and if which goes back to saying too comfortable like if we're too comfortable in our life and things are just cruising right along we're not getting or growing at all i agree and so um i think there's a certain level of like i'm i'm uncomfortable being comfortable i can't even relax the house anymore you know <laughs> right.
0: I mean? so that's not good either so i'm trying
1: to i'm trying to work on better at just being able to chill but um <laughs> i'm the same way people are, like, right. are you
0: ever gonna be happy i was like i am happy but yeah. i just want to get exactly but i, I, I just I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: gonna, I'm like always anxious and bouncing around like i do something gotta do something, gotta do something. <laughs> yeah so, same way bro. but but it's um but no you, i th- i love the butterflies in my stomach. I love feeling scared to do something. Um, well, hopefully the girl at the that.
0: auction that gets here gets her
1: butterflies too. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> I'm already scared of that one. Just, <laughs> that one's already got me nervous. That's the most nervous stage I'm going to be stepping on here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you said you had one at a homeless shelter, so I was a little I was yeah, thinking
1: exactly, about it. I picture right. that right there. <laughs> yeah, they they, they they didn't buy us. Thank God. <laughs> okay. <right on>. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So it's, it's it's but it is fun though because that is that is personal growth and a lot of it itself is. It's stepping out and and uh, making yourself uncomfortable. And I don't, uh, you know, like last last night, I went to the gym, and uh, I had a ton of things to do, and I was just racing to get things done. But I wanted to beat my my uh, my mile count on the bike, and I wanted to be under ten minutes. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm set my mind to it got it there and hit my mile count in like 9 minutes 50 seconds. And I was dying, I was about to fall out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cuz I was already already had a workout in and I was just it was my last thing, but I felt so good after it. Right. I felt so good after that, not because maybe the endorphins are on, but just because I achieved something. Yeah. A little little bit of something. That's what you got to and do. Little
0: check marks throughout the day, right? 100%. Yes. Starts with making right. my bed every morning. Bingo. Oh, I love that. It's one of my favorite speeches of it's all time. It's the truth.
1: And I took, I bought into that a long time yeah. ago, and it is nice. Dude. Yep. It, <laughs> it is,
0: is nice. Yes. Like, I come home to a made bed every single day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it is good.
0: Dude, so I, I looked up all these questions, you know, to ask in interviews, yeah. and one thing I just wanted to start asking, I think I just might do it. This is my first time, but one through ten, how weird are you?
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I would say... I would say on a social level, probably like a, like a like a two. I feel like I'm a pretty average cat, you know? Right. Personal life, I'm probably about a six or a seven. I got to come quirky, you know? Exactly. What I mean? exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I do I was, cartwheels around the house and shit. You oh, know? yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a fun question. Yeah.
0: I was thinking, when you think, how weird are you? You're like, well private yeah i'm pretty goofy. <laughs> pretty I'm, a goofy. goofy. Exactly. I'm around my family oh yeah i'm only, pretty squared away oh yeah i'm singing dancing exactly and i have the worst voice but i'm not scared to sing at all yeah well <laughs> and
1: especially you know especially if i'm around the, around the family it's like i don't want to slip up and stuff. i'll just be quiet around there i'm super quiet <laughs> yeah. around the family <laughs> oh, Dude, that's so funny.
0: also you know you're, you're you're climbing the ladder success right yep. now and and music uh, what would you like to accomplish outside of music and I know you have multiple ventures. Maybe you talk yeah. about that. And which what's your bigger goal? What do you want? What do you want to accomplish? With I would honestly,
1: um, I would like to accomplish uh, a, a, a truthfully a deep, deeper, meaningful relationship, uh, and you know, hopefully, be able to, you know, have have a family and kids at some point. I think that's a pretty daunting experience or to even undertake right now because of how busy I am. And I think that's a lot of people, you know, people that I have dated know that, right. you know, and so because I'm not giving up on that side of my life right because there's too many unfinished things so um, i would love to be able to find a way to maybe get bo- work both of those things out i think i'd take a special person <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah but uh you know out you know outside of that i think it's just it's just being a better person to the family being more present um you know with with them you know because um a guy gave me a quote a long time ago um he's also has a you know, very has a successful family and he's the He's just a workaholic. And he said, it's it's my job to provide it. It's their job to enjoy it. And I always thought that was kind of interesting because I could agree with that. But at the same time, it's like, I want to be there with them. Right. Because life is short, you know, and, and when people are gone, they're gone. Right. You know, and I, I lost both of my grandparents this last year and, and they were like the, the glue to the family. And so. I want to talk about your family at the beginning. Yeah. So
0: your, your grandpa was Gene? Grandpa Jean. Jean, yeah. And your grandma yep. was? grandma was Ollie. Ollie, yeah.
1: Yep, Ollie and Jean. And they were just amazing people. And they, that's how they were, you know? So I guess if it was to be, some, you know, to work on something, to be more like my grandparents because they were present with the family. They were always, you know, supporting each other and through hard times and, and good times. And so, you know, it's um it's easy in this world of, being trying to be successful and, and hustling to to be self-centered and to lose that mindset a right. lot um so that's something that i have to i'm, I'm trying to work on taking right. that well,
0: time dude keep being you you'll be you'll i think you'll have no oh, problem
1: yeah. with that oh yeah
0: yeah I, if I i heard something too like gary varnertek is one of
1: my guys mm. and he said
0: go to a uh, retirement home and go interview all of them They'll, they won't talk about money or anything. They'll right. talk about relationships yep. and being 100%. there, being present. So, yeah. you know, balancing that out is always tough for guys like me that are driven and want to want to conquer the world and do all this, these things. But, focusing on the relationships are most important, especially you know having a family.
1: Well, as you know, as a kid, you know, growing up, you know, my my old man, you know, I, you know, it it's not the the Brad Peters that everyone. know usually sees i mean he was still going to to drone rigs when i was a kid and he was still working and building these businesses and you know there's a lot of times i didn't i didn't you know we didn't need a a trip out of state we just needed someone here to talk to and so you know it's like you you have to have that balance but um sometimes that's hard to do you know it's 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 a hard way to find it i thought but i think if you're not aware that that's something that you need to do you'll never do it in the first place so Bingo. trying to be honest with, <laughs> with yeah. myself about the fact that i need Dude, to be paying attention i hear you um
0: so talking about your businesses yeah you the poorhouse. house yeah poor house. and uh, you have dark um uh, dark horse uh
1: no dead horse dead horse, dead horse. Dead horse sorry, is dead horse. um is mark green that's his uh, oh you, he company. just sponsors you yep. is that what it is yep.
0: so i wanted to go get some dead horse and yeah. bring it here and we oh, have some shots fantastic but i'll bring stuff. you around fantastic for round two stuff. and we'll do that yeah absolutely.
1: Yeah, Mark's a great guy. Mark's helped us out. And it was kind of one of those things where Bakersfield sticks with Bakersfield. Right. And when I was starting to, you know, doing the music stuff, he was starting the whiskey company. And um, it's a great story of his background in that. Um, But it was a way to, he would come up to my shows and help sell merch and, you know, help promote. And then I'd also help promote him. We weren't taking money from one another. We were just helping each other out. And so it's super cool that, so good. Well you're, you're,
0: whenever I think of you, I think of that. Whenever I see it, I think of you. Yeah. So that's why I brought that up. Oh, I, I yeah. didn't know. No, yeah. But, so uh, so
1: so so we got uh so poorhouse, um, uh Americal awning. We do backyard yeah, patios yeah. and um, shade structures for apartment complexes and we do a lot of commercial stuff as well. Um Do you have a partner in that and, or is it just you? Yep, nope, just me. Right but, on. You know, <laughs> so yeah, just be there. Nice. And um, so that, that works out perfect. <laughs> and um and then still involved at san joaquin bit to a degree um i was there for you know a while and and then um once i stepped away there i, I still i still stayed involved in, in certain day-to-day aspects and then um obviously with the music side of things that's um that's a business in and of itself i know man and, you're busy oh god it's crazy and then i do property management as well so, Dude, so I've, had, to...
0: I've had some mess of cool people um i've always been outside sales and I have some family, uh, some friends, and family down in San Diego, up north, everywhere. And when they come to Bakersfield, or from Virginia as yeah. well, where I'm from, like they when they first get here, they're not sure what to think about Bakersfield. And all of a sudden, like they start coming back, and it starts growing on them. Yeah. And they're like, they just come through here, and they make sure to call me, like, stop here and just yeah. get the full experience. It seems like they come here; it's a new experience. You know what do you what do you love about Bakersfield? Bakers
1: man? Bakersfield, you know. You, I love the fact that you can see some rich guy walking around town in just raggedy ass clothes. And now I wear raggedy ass clothes, but I'm, I'm damn sure not rich, <laughs> but it's like, it's a crazy thing to see. It's, coming. It's, coming. <laughs> it's crazy thing to see that people they're so down to earth and they're so humble in their beginnings. And, you know, if you look back to when people were really coming here during the Dust Bowl and you know, the means that they came from and what they came to, uh And where it all came from there, it's just it's unbelievable. And so, you know, it it like it it drives me crazy to go by and see a, like a line out front of a Chili's when there's places like Wilgers and Luigi's and you know these awesome restaurants. fast food, mass food. Yeah. They don't even understand. You're right. They don't even heard of it. Nobody and knows about mass food until they no. come here. Yeah. yeah, that's oh my god. I couldn't live without it. That's <laughs> what I too. love most about Bakersfield. There Bass you go. Food. Boom. Yes. <laughs> so, the, the, the country music of oh course. god country music. there but that's that's the crazy thing right there so like you get hit the nail on the head there's so many things about this town that people don't even really know um so many hidden gems yes and the people are, are i mean they're at the forefront of that people are fantastic here you know you, you got people that are you know uh, you know s- country music singers and they're farmers and they're oil guys and they're you know people doing podcasts like yourself that are out trying to help grow the community and there's there's charities all the time and there's, it's just, it's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look pretty, know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we know, uh, we're trying. Right. Yeah. We're trying our best. Exactly. My dad right. always said, he said, I'm glad it doesn't look pretty and I'm glad it's hot because that keeps people out of here. It's and perfect. So, I know we don't need all that fancy no. stuff. Well, we really don't. And it just, it just creates more of a headache. I think in the long run, and <laughs> sure I've, I've got to live in a lot of cool different places and visit a lot of different places. And Bakersfield is always some of the place that I always come back to. I mean, you think, People that you know, you think from the uh, the band side of things, you know, Corn still lives here in Bakersfield. Exactly. They you always know, come back. They're here. You know, there's because there's something about this town. You it know, is. it's it's uh, I, I every time I think about leaving, there I start thinking about all the things that I would miss about it. It's like mm, can't do it. I agree. You know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, now it's just well, I should say fortunately because how you know easy accessible it is to go fly places and there's meetings on zoom and stuff like that. We can do a lot of our, our business out from out of state right here. Bingo. And so it's, um, it's pretty nice, you know? Yeah, um, man. Bakersfield is it's home,
0: man. So I one thing I know you live a fast, busy life Yep. and I, I know I do too. And you know, my father-in-law told me one time, if you want to get away and you want to just get clear your mind and just eliminate the clutter, uh, go to the mountains. You know go go there and just sit there for an hour yeah and you will you will just be amazed and that's always stuck with me so what what do you do to clear your
1: mind where's your your zone spot a lot of a lot of it's the mountains i love i love driving and uh, we've had a family ranch up north of Glenville, um for a a while Uh, and just just that drive in and of itself um is nice because you know my phone goes off constantly and when i get to a spot where i don't have service um i immediately chill Um, right and because i'm not checking social media i'm not checking texts i'm not responding to emails I'm going to pay for it when I get back into service. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but for that short period yeah. of time. It's like taxes man, it's you can nice. hold off of as long exactly as you want. It's going gonna it's gonna, to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and so it, it's nice to go do that and drive up to the mountains and just and sit there, you know, and, and just just go for a walk, just hearing nothing. And, um, you know, I I love I love big scenes, like, you know, like sitting out and looking at the ocean. Big scenes. Going out and yes. sitting on top of a mountain and just seeing big valleys and things. Like to me, that's just su- something super peaceful about that. I agree, man. Um And it's 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 nice. I just, you know, I, I was talking to my brother the other day. He's one of his workouts. He goes and hikes uh, on one of the properties, and and that's his his big thing. And um, he didn't ask me to go out there with him, and, and it dawned on me how how little I've. Done that lately? I haven't gotten to go do that, and I was thinking, man, it's, it's, I'm about due for it. Right. I'm about due for it. I you, Because you, you get that you say you get that mental check, and you're like, oh gosh, you know, I'm I'm approaching a I'm approaching a a, a pop. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. You know, yeah, go to the gym, can do so much. But, yeah, that's uh, exactly right. You have to go out and clear your mind and personal space. And it's funny because you know I don't have children. I I live alone. I'm single, and so you'd think I have all the time in the world, but I really. I'm constantly surrounded with people and so it's like it's nice to be able to get away by yourself
0: well you get definitely clear your mind and clear the clear the clutter and maybe figure out which Right, Woman's out there.
1: For <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Maybe on Friday night at the Babes and Bachelors auction. Come on, get, get down there. Maybe you're the lucky girl. Yeah, 350 bucks. <laughs>
0: bring bring your money. <laughs> That's exactly right. We can find you a sugar, mommy, possibly too. See, I'm okay with that. I got another album coming out. I could use all the funds necessary, dude. So what's
1: what's next for Joe Peters? And you know what? Honestly, I would love nothing more than I would love than for music to pop off and. They say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna give you a publishing deal. We're gonna give you a, you know, a full, le- you know, we're gonna sign you to this label, and you're gonna go on tour, and you're gonna play shows, and music's your life, and sell your companies because you're gonna be making it over here in music. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> that would be awesome. That's how you manifest something th- right exactly, there. Exactly, right on the air. <laughs> just, put it out there. Let's see what happens. <laughs> what I think is next for me is just continuing to grind, man. That's all there that really is. I'm, I've turned down a couple different, um opportunities to get involved in a couple of different businesses over the last month or so just because i really don't have enough time to to be to put into it um anymore to or any more mental space i should say um so go to the mountains you go to the mountains <laughs> exactly. i said you know what i just i gotta focus on kind of what i have right now i'm in a good spot and i just have to just focus on that and um and every every waking minute free time i just i've been putting it into into music and uh, we've got a lot of good things on the front there. Uh, we've been talking to a lot of different big beer companies and sponsors for this and um, uh, doing some national touring with some bigger acts. And so all these things are lining up. Um, oh, no, but I know. I see it, man. I yeah, feel it's it. happening. I feel it, too. Dude, it's, so it's It's like until it does, keep grinding and then when it happens keep grinding so, <laughs> that's right, yes. you know, and that's that that's kind of what's what's next for me is is just to kind of sit right where i'm at and just and just uh, appreciate what i got and keep working on it as much as possible
0: dude so let's say your manifestation comes true on the family part you have a beautiful wife kids white picket fence all the good yep. stuff and uh you end up they grow up great kids and you pass away what do you want everyone to remember you by your kids and everyone in this town and everyone you ever met
1: throughout your life there's a guy that just didn't didn't take no for an answer and and uh, he stepped up to every obstacle and and crush it You know that to me would be a huge thing, you know I mean obviously I want people to know that I'm a good friend and a good family member, but Know that it is possible to, to look up at every every single thing that you come across and and tackle that goal and, 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 be able to handle it. And that's what I've been trying to do for the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I think you're doing it. Man. We're doing it. You Everyone's
0: know? a thousand times harder on their self than everybody else yeah, is. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But it's, but it's, it's a, it's a funny thing because, um, you know, that's what I would like them to remember me as now. Ask me that question in 10 years and it could be something different and that's okay. You know, I think I would put so much pressure on myself to not, to not change these you know ethos as much and not change these this the, you know your plans and that's not the way life is <laughs> right. you know it, it's like the, they say god doesn't care about your plan so yeah so we'll see what happens you know i might have a whole nother outlook in a couple of years yeah right now i'm gonna be keep crushing plans and i'm gonna keep working <laughs> that's uh, you,
0: you ask god god Send me a sign, help me, yep. and all of a sudden it gives you a test, yes, exactly. and then you learn a lesson from 100%. it. Yes, yeah, so like, exactly. I shouldn't have asked anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was so exactly. grateful before yeah, you said for, that. <laughs> forget I ever said anything. Yeah,
1: leave me alone. <laughs> it's yep. the
0: opposite, opposite of school, right? They give you lessons in order for the test. Yes, exactly. In real life, they give you tests to, 100% learn, to learn a lesson. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I've gotten to learn a few lessons over the last couple of years. Some good, <laughs> some bad. But, but that's but that's you don't. But stepping outside your, your comfort zone, you don't learn anything if you don't step outside your comfort zone i love that you know you don't learn anything so if you want to go sit in the corner and just chill the rest of your life you can do that you're going to be nice and calm and cool in the corner but you're not going to have any life worth living and you have to step outside the door you know and and i'm a firm believer i i got told the other day by this by this book this um managing group i was too old (laughs) <laughs> so we're, we're putting our we're putting our, our focus on another another artist because you're too old and i'm thinking okay all right i get it i get it <laughs> right. Right, right on neat, cool, okay all but right. but i was like you must not know baker's fun music <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> i was like you know think if colonel sanders had said that he's too old to start a chicken company." You oh know? my god he started what kfc when he was in 65 yeah like there's
0: so many stories you about know it. so
1: many stories about that so people You've that are trying so many times and i've got so many buddies that are just man they get go to the bar and they sit there and man i'm just man, i'm just passing my pram i'm too old to start over i'm too old to start this thing and and it's like man that's bs man you know you gotta no matter what age or what you're at you're gonna wish 10 years from now you have started that day exactly and so you have to just keep going you have to start it and if you fail you're in no worse off shape than you were before man i love me try. drive
0: you know what drives me is is being a parent i have two kids yeah. 10 to six two boys and I and I just think if I just sat there and watched TV all day and maybe just collect money from the government, whatever it would be, and just sat there, how much value could I provide for them? I said, I went out and I partied my butt off. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Right, exactly. <laughs> I went fishing that's a lot. Kind of I went lot hunting. I went and played a lot of golf, became yeah. a badass there. And now I can at least give them back, you know, yes. how to golf, how to play baseball, how to exactly. fish, how to hunt, you know, do that stuff. And uh, well, I'm good. a terrible hunter. I don't know. The <laughs> oh, that. got, they know I shoot be... a gun, but I'm a terrible well, hunter.
1: Well, that's got to be super... <laughs> um super just i guess um rewarding. rewarding yes that's the word uh to to be able to give back to your children some all these the knowledge that you know right you know what i mean to think that i could you know help somebody out in, in that aspect or i could impart some knowledge onto them that to me means the whole world yes you know because what is knowing all this stuff if you don't get to tell anybody anything <laughs> about go. it you know what i mean well, brother, dude, I'm so proud of you, man. man I, I loved having you, you here. Thank you. I know
0: that you are providing a ton of value right now for man. for whoever you meet in the future and giving back. Um, I hope later down the road you come back again. I'd love to. Where where could where could yeah. everyone find you
1: at? You could find uh my main music page is Joe Petersmusic.com. Um Instagram, TikTok is at Joe Peters underscore music. And it's just Joe Peters on Facebook. And um I post all my show dates mainly on Instagram and, um, and on my website, but, uh, that's where it's at, man. And that's where it's going to stay at least, at least for the time being. So I can't have, thank you for having me here enough, man. This is such a good thing that someone's willing to do a podcast like this. It's a positive thing for once. Yes, sir.
0: Well, dude, I'm going to see you Friday. I'm bringing my money. Uh, money, All you ladies out there. This is Bakersfield's number one bachelor. Bakersfield's heartthrob, Joe Peters. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, brother.
1: (laughs) Better or worse This damn rodeo Taught me how to hold on Not to let go Guess being this stubborn Ain't always so small And they don't give fuck